Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, June 13th, 2019. Hope everyone is having a great day so far. I have been home from work for about an hour. And I just sat down and enjoyed a pizza. It was quite delicious. And I was just, you know, sifting through my tablet, looking at it, trying to find an article to talk about before we talk about the NXT um, show that happened last night. And I came across... One in particular, but before I get into the article from thechairshot.com, I want to go over a couple things that has happened this past week. Now, we finally got the result, the ratings from this past Monday Night Raw, and as expected, it was a shit show, and it turned out to be the lowest rated show. Of 2019 with a 2.13 million viewership rating. And at one point, um, I was looking over it, and you can uh, check it out. Uh, I actually posted a screenshot of said uh, article on um, my Instagram page at young underscore lines underscore perspective. And they went, they did an hour by hour breakdown. Now, I don't have the numbers literally at the top of my head. I have the first and the third, if I remember correctly. Uh, I believe the first hour was 2.35. And then the second hour was like a 2.09 or somewhere around that range. So that's a huge drop in and of itself. That first hour dropped 300,000 after the first hour. 300,000 people simply just said, fuck it. I'm done. And there you go. And then it went to a 2.0 right then and there. And then I believe the third hour, it was a 1.91 in the third hour alone. I knew it was going to happen eventually. They are gonna they were going to break their mark again. Yeah, and granted, yes, they had like a 2.45, if I remember correctly, last week from their shows. But else comes uh, the Undertaker was gonna was uh, part of the show, so a lot of people still marked out for the Undertaker. But right after that, right after Super Letdown, and the uh, you know the atrocious match that apparently was Undertaker versus Goldberg, we then got that drop off. I didn't, of course, y'all know for the longest ever since the. First full week of the Superstar Shakeup and the Wild Card Rule and all that bullshit. I have not watched since. And they are proving my point for me every single time. Without question. This now reaffirms that. That Monday Night Raw is trash. That on Monday nights, it is not worth dealing with. It is not worth our time. It is not worth our effort. At all. It really isn't. The second thing I want to talk about real quick before we get into this article is a little piece of news that WrestleVotes came out with. And I'm going to see if I can actually pull this up because if you guys follow me on Instagram, you definitely would have seen this for sure. And... I'm not now. I would say take this with a huge grain of salt, because 
everything's always subject to change. But when this came out, I was surprisingly really disgusted at the fact that, you know, this was actually news. Let me see if I can find it here. Give me a moment. I know this is terrible podcasting, but it is what it is. Now, it, now if y'all, now for those of you who don't know what WrestleVotes is, WrestleVotes is a page that on it's on Twitter, and here we go. Let's see if I can, this is it. No, that's not it. But we'll see if we can find it here. But WrestleVotes was the main source for this article from Cultaholic, in that they actually had Shane McMahon possibly being the one to dethrone Kofi Kingston. Here we go, right here. Perfect, right on time. Let me boot this up here. Okay, no, that wasn't it. Um, as much as I do love Fozzie's Judas, that is lit. Okay, here we go. See, this is pulled up. Act right tablet, here we go. Shane McMahon could defeat Kofi Kingston to become WWE champion. This is from Ross Twiddell, my boy, King Ross. A Twitter account that correctly reported Mansoor's win in the biggest battle royal ever before Super Showdown took place last Friday has claimed Shane McMahon could be in line to win the WWE championship. Here's what WrestleVotes tweeted out recently, and I quote, I've asked what the payoff is to this major Shane McMahon push and TV time allotment. No one seems to have a solid answer. One source said he could see, and you put in parentheses, just his speculation here. Shane being the one to defeat Kofi for the title. That would be something, end quote. What's more, in the hours before the show went on the air, the WrestleVotes account also got just about everything we saw after the Universal Championship match in Jeddah last week correct as well. Last week, Shane had a competitive match with Roman Reigns before interference from Drew McIntyre allowed the so-called best in the world to pick up a shock win in Saudi Arabia. The immediate future in terms of rivalries looks a little uncertain for Shane as he continues to flirt with Reigns, who takes on the Scottish Psychopath at Stomping Grounds a week from Sunday. On Raw, while this week's SmackDown saw him clash with The Miz once again. Kofi defends his WWE title against Dolph Ziggler inside a steel cage at WWE Stomping Grounds. I'll let you take a minute to let the, I'll take a little bit of time to actually let that process in your head. Good to go? All right. Now, I wrote on my Instagram post, and I remember a portion of it. If Vince McMahon actually pulled the trigger on having his own son win the WWE Championship, you can say bye-bye to anything WWE has left. I'm sitting in silence and I'm thinking about, you know, why would the fuck Vince McMahon even think, think about having his own son becoming the WWE champion? 
having on both Raw and SmackDown because of the wild card rule. If they pulled this off, if honestly, and I'm being dead serious, let's say, let's just hypothetically say SummerSlam happens and we get Shane McMahon versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship and Shane actually beat Kofi. Let's find, then we can really find out how fast fans of the WWE turn their back on the product itself. I guarantee you, Twitter would blow the fuck up in negativity. Instagram will be blowing the fuck up. Social media across the board, I guarantee you, would blow up with negative everything. Everything, everything. Like I said, take it all with a huge grain of salt. And thank Christ that we didn't get, you know, Seth Rollins not being part of the Universal Championship match against Baron Corbin and Brock Lesnar now it still has the money in the bank briefcase as far as I know. But then, but again, it wouldn't surprise me one bit that A, they would keep the wildcard rule, which is a fucking joke at this point, and we'll talk about that in a minute. There, these, these, it's, it's just, I, I don't know what to think anymore. I honestly don't. When you have companies like AEW, like A New Japan, like a NXT, NXT UK, and they're putting on great content you know week in week out month in month out and they're literally putting on good shit every time knocking it out the park and then you have WWE just you know, it's like all the kids in the class are doing great, are having great grades and actually getting the concept of whatever class they're a part of. And there's always that one kid that just doesn't fucking get it. That even when you broke it down to him step by step, all that shit still doesn't get it. And yet there are still people out there who defend the product. fucking three. And I'm not saying we're on the cusp of possibly having Shane McMahon win the WWE Championship, but at this point, it's not at the realm of possibility. Because you have Baron fucking Corbin once again fighting for the freaking Universal Championship. Which leads me to the Chair Shots article that was literally published a couple of hours ago by Kevin Carroll. This is just an opinion piece. Um, it's called uh, Kevin. Of course, this is the guy who's uh, doing the article. Aren't we the authority? And he's exploring a little oversight in the current WWE narrative. Back in December, a proclamation was made. The entire McMahon-Helmsley power quartet stood in that WWE ring 
looked at us dead in the eyes and promised change. They promised that we were the authority. This, after a stretch of unquestionably dreadful weeks of WWE programming, had left fans searching desperately for some answers or something new to watch. Fast forward a year and not a damn thing has changed. Raw still sucks. SmackDown is on the downswing. The so-called wildcard rule has reduced both shows' creative processes to sludge. Wasn't there some? Wasn't there supposed to be some sort of positive change going down? I'm still waiting to assume my authoritative powers, and I can safely assume from the outpouring of grief on social media over the last few weeks that I'm not the only one who doesn't feel the slightest bit empowered. When do we start to get making some change? When do we start to get making some choices about what we as fans want to see? It surely isn't Shane McMahon made of any both shows, picking up wins over The Miz and Roman Reigns. It isn't the Raw Tag Champs being left on the shelf for weeks on end. It isn't the absence of the Intercontinental Champ Finn Balor from any sort of meaningful storyline. Now at this point in your reading, or listening, from me, you might roll eyes and question, well, what does this kid really want? Fair point. I feel like as fans, we're being conditioned by the WWE to score in every decision made by the brass, no matter whether it's different or not. This could be good, both good and bad. For example, the new wildcard rule is absolutely dreadful. Please feel free to slide in my Twitter mentions if you disagree. We could have a friendly chat. And I and along with Kevin, you can slide in mine as well at Sway Senator WWY, and we could also have a friendly debate to which you will lose. And the fans are right in their almost universal disdain with the rule. On the other hand, I see way too much hate for something like the 24-7 title, which has been fun and creative since its inception last month, only when R-Truth has the belt, and that's all I'm going to say about that. People are quick to judge and cast doubt, but it's been one of the most consistently creative parts of the show for weeks now, because they have nothing else better to fucking do, because they don't know how to book everything the fuck else. That was my part of the show, by the way. And has people paying more attention to R-Truth and Jinder Mahal than they have in years. R-Truth, yes, Jinder Mahal, we could give a fuck less about. But there are things out there, scenarios and situations that would make the WWE Universe quite happy to see. That the WWE just sees fit to ignore and cast aside, much to the detriment of their product and their fan base. Emphasis on tag team wrestling, less championships, guys like Cesaro and Ricochet elevated above the mid-card. I know I can't be naive and assume that all these things are feasible, but it's what the fans want. Those are certainly things I would do if I was truly the authority figure in charge. I welcome almost any changes at this point, but the problem is, outside of the wild card and 24-7 belt, there hasn't been change, much change since December. They still, there's still way too much Baron Corbin. The man's good at his job, but to be featured in every conceivable fashion week after week is just overexposure. There's still absolutely no care in the world for any of the tag team championships, including the women's tag belts in, introduced in February. Hopefully the revival can spark things on Raw, but there's currently no competition for Dee Bry and Rowan on SmackDown, and the women's tag scene is an absolute black hole. All of these competitors deserve better. And there's still too much of a focus on authority figures in general. Before, it was Vince, Steph, and Triple H who seemingly had their fingerprints all over every live show. Now, it's the golden boy Shane, who is literally everywhere, much to the chagrin of fans. If you guys are going to set out and claim that the, fan, the fans are the authority, then let us lead. Don't blatantly lie 
to our faces. I couldn't have said it better myself. Kevin Carroll hits it right on the fucking head. And I'm going to add a little bit more to that. Like I said, and I've been saying this for a long time now. The WWE has the greatest amount of talent the company has ever had in its history. Literally, look at look at the names you have. You have, you know, Roman, Seth, Finn, Andrade, Bronze, Loa Joe, fucking, you know, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Dolph, Kofi, The New Day, The Usos, The Revival, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton. I could keep going. I could literally keep going. I choose not to because I'm going to forget a little bit. But just think about it, though. All this talent. Somehow, some way. Excuse me. Somehow, some way. You are, you cannot. And somehow aren't able to create five hours of con of quality content every single week. Five hours of content. And somehow, some way, you can't create shit. That's, that's, that. If fans were the authority, they would have been fired. Immediately. If we were the so-called authority. If I'm the authority, the tag team divisions merge together, and the women's divisions merge together, and you create and you make you actually make the women's tag team division actually relevant for more than five seconds. Like like Kevin Carroll said, they have only been the tag titles for the women have only been around since February at Elimination Chamber. Sasha Banks and Bailey were supposed to have a long title reign with the belts. Two months later, they less than two months later. They lose the belts to the Iconics, and they haven't done a damn thing with them ever since. WWE is not going to fucking get it until it gets to the point where it starts going under two. Now, last year, I had actually made the bold prediction that WWE would have an under two rating. By New Year's Eve, their last episode of 2018, and I'm glad I was wrong. I'm very happy that I was wrong. But still, though, WWE really needs to get all of their shit together. Because if they don't, and I stated this, I've stated this. I've said everything I've been saying has been. I've been saying this for months. If you've been listening to this podcast for more than five seconds, you know what I'm talking about. There's like, it's just ridiculous to see that 
I'm telling you, it's going to get to a point where they're going to start getting under two ratings, sub two ratings. And once it turns to the fall, when AEW starts getting weekly programming, especially if Fight for the Fallen is a good show, Fighter Fest is a damn good show, All Out absolutely kills on the biggest professional wrestling day of the year in August 31st, I guarantee you, by the time we get to October, WWE will be as as relevant. Will be as relevant as CNN. And CNN, from what I've been hearing, is quite fucking irrelevant. Anywho, enough rambling about some bullshit. This is episode 77 of The Young Lion's Perspective. And with that being said, it's been a while since we talked about some NXT. Let's talk about it. <laughs> 